Welcome to the Stride and Glory podcast. This is the podcast for runners aspiring to be the best they can be. No matter your ability level, you can expect quality coaching tips, positive vibes, and hot discussions on how to take your training to the next level. And if you know someone who hates running, why not share this podcast with them too? Because it might just change their whole perspective. So, to all the Stride and Glory athletes listening out there, let's fucking go. Welcome back to the Stride and Glory podcast. This episode kickstarts season two. I am so excited to be back after quite a long break after season one. We learn a lot in season one, but we are back more ferocious, more aggressive and more hungry than ever to improve our running and of course to deliver the best coaching tips in order to help you do the same too. This episode, oh happy new year by the way. As I film this, we're in the middle of January. It's Sunday the 15th. How quickly have the first two weeks in January gone? Stride and Glory is running a challenge at the moment called the 300 plus one challenge. It's 300,000 steps and 1,000 reps of one chosen exercise. I cannot tell you how amazing all of the challenge participants are. Not only are they smashing this challenge, but just the community support of everyone involved on the Stride and Glory training app. It's just blowing my mind. And everyone who I speak to who's involved with this challenge, they are just so motivated and they cannot stop telling me how good this challenge is. So I'm so pumped that January is going well for Stride and Glory athletes. And of course, I hope it is going well for you too. If you're doing Dry Jan, hang in there two weeks to go until you can have another beer. It is not long to go. So without further ado, that's January aside. 2023 is going to be a wicked year but I hope you are excited for today's episode because I certainly am. Today we're going to be talking about an all or nothing mindset. Now you've probably heard this phrase, everyone's pretty familiar with the phrase all or nothing mindset but having coached hundreds of people now it is still an issue and it's something that I had a lot of troubles with and it was essential for me to crack this before everything else just started to make sense, before the progress started to really take shape and before my outlook on life became what it is today. So I think it is genuinely one of the most critical elements to resolve. Now, oftentimes, even if you don't think you suffer from an all or nothing mindset, you still might have symptoms of one if you have suffered from it in the past. Now, if you do think, oh my days, I really do have an all or nothing mindset, this episode is going to be class for me, then listen in because we're going to be talking about what it is, how you can recognize when it comes on and when it's limiting you. Then most importantly, we're going to be talking about how you can flip the script on an all or nothing mindset in order to help it work for you. Because if you really want to progress your running, if you really want to get good at whatever you're doing, even not just your running, just anything in life, the all or nothing mindset has to go. And today we're going to kick it. So we're going to get started by defining what an all or nothing mindset is. For those of you that aren't aware, really, really important that you understand what it is so that if you aren't aware, you can firstly identify that you might suffer from this. But if you are familiar, then just hang tight, bear with me. So an all or nothing mindset or an all or nothing way of thinking refers to thinking in extremes. You were either a success or a failure. Your performance was totally good or totally bad. If you are not perfect, then you were a disaster. Now, I think this is a good definition because it applies 
to many different scenarios, obviously not just in running, not just in diet, it applies to all areas of your life. And typically if you do have an all or nothing mindset, then it's very easy for that way of thinking to disseminate across multiple areas of your life. Now I'll give you a good example as it applies to me. When I used to be a little bit heavier back in the day, <laughs> back in my rugby days when I used to eat and drink and all of this stuff, which I still do now, but I'm just much more controlled because I've cracked this way of thinking. Back in the day, I would jump on the health train. I would try to be as healthy as possible. And I had this perception right, of what health was. And I was like eating salads and I was like, oh, I'm just the epitome of health. I feel like I am a vegetable at this point, right? I'm just super healthy. And that's just such a weird way of thinking. I think many people do think that they have to change their lives dramatically in order to be what they envision being healthy means, right? And when I would do this, it would typically be to try and lose weight um, because of X, Y, Z reasons. And if I had a chocolate bar, I would think, oh, fuck, I've just ruined it. You know, I've just broken my streak. I'm not healthy anymore. So what's the fucking point? I may as well just finish the rest of these chocolate bars in the pack. And what that basically did was just create this constant loop of falling off the bandwagon, getting back on the bandwagon, falling off the bandwagon, and then so on and so on. And the problem with that is you as the definition said, you think in extremes. So I was only happy when I was staying unrealistically healthy for a long period of time. And if I didn't maintain those unrealistic standards, then I would give myself a hard time. I would say that I'd failed. And I basically just had this unrealistic expectation of what I needed to do in order to achieve my goals. Because when you look at people who have what you want, it's very difficult to imagine the way that you currently live can get you there because obviously it's a huge contrast, right? That's just using my uh, original example. Back in the day when I wanted to lose weight, I would look at lads with six packs, right? And I go, right, I clearly need to eat just wildly different or what they're eating, which at the time was obviously wildly different because they had six packs and I didn't. And then I would apply these unrealistic standards in order to base what I thought I should be doing in order to achieve those goals, when that is just completely ridiculous, right? We all know that's ridiculous. If you're listening to this, I hope you know that's ridiculous. Um, and the reason why it's ridiculous is because there are there is obviously a huge middle ground between extreme thinking. And that middle ground is actually where all of the progress is made. Because you don't need to be perfect 100% of the time. You really don't. And no matter what you're doing, whether it's in work, whether it's sticking to your running training program, whether it's with your diet and nutrition, whether it's staying off alcohol and smoking, whatever it is, right? You don't need to be perfect 100% of the time. Perfection is definitely achievable, but you should never be a perfectionist. Because to be a perfectionist takes a lot of discipline, a lot of strength, and most people, certainly myself, do not possess that level of strength and discipline in order to be genuinely perfect, right? So understand that perfection is achievable, but it's just no point being a perfectionist.
So the key thing which helped me to get out of that way of thinking, and as soon as I started to get out of that way of thinking, I started to really progress. I actually ended up getting a six pack because of this way of thinking. I also got so much better at running because I no longer thought if I skipped a day of running, oh, there's no point, and I then didn't go for the rest of the week. I ended up getting more training sessions in, I was more consistent, and that's the key. It's, It's the ability to be consistent, right? So I'm about to tell you what helped me. So number one, less is actually more, right? More isn't actually more because less is more. Now that just sounds super confusing and I'm hearing it back to myself thinking that's not good advice, but let me explain. Less is more because the small details and the small wins really matter, right? When you have a big goal, no matter what it is, it might be to run a 10K or a half marathon or a marathon or even an ultra or even to do something ridiculous, right? When you have a big goal, it's all about breaking it down into monthly, weekly, and daily actions. Daily actions are ridiculously simple. Very, very, very simple. If your goal is to run a marathon, your daily action might be to get in what of a day, depending on what your training plan says, a 5k run or a 10k run or whatever, right? It's not to run the 26.2 miles. And if you think about it like that, it's very achievable. Oftentimes when we think in extremes with an all or nothing mindset, it's because of the contrast between what we want to achieve and what we're currently doing now. And we think we have to radically change in order to conform to what we feel is the right way to be in our mind but the issue with that is you just have to focus on the small wins so for example if you've got through a whole 24 hour period and you've only had one chocolate bar and the rest of the time you are healthy that's amazing right now obviously i speak about one chocolate bar and healthy in relative terms it's obviously different to everyone based on your calories and whatever your goals are right but if back in the day i knew that and i didn't give myself such a hard time for it I probably wouldn't have eaten all the other chocolate bars because I would have appreciated it as I do now that actually having a chocolate bar is fine or missing a day of running or working out is absolutely fine because in the grand scheme of things, it's all about tipping the needle. And this is the most important point, right? It's about tipping the needle. You have to move your mind away from wanting to be perfect all the time to thinking, how can I tip the needle? Now, obviously, if you were perfect, you would tip the needle massively. But you don't need to do that because it becomes unrealistic and more importantly, unsustainable. Now, if you just focus on tipping the needle ever so slightly, it really helps you to get the small wins in. I'll give you a really good example, right? On my training programs, um, I obviously follow my own training programs because they're amazing. They're legit. I designed them myself. They're fantastic. They get people great results, but that's besides the point. On my training programs, I built myself up to the point where I would not run anything less than 10 miles on an easy day, on an easy run. I was running 10 miles four times a week and I was running 15 to 20 miles for my long run. I built myself up to this right over a series of months um, and just shy of a year. And it got to the point where when I no longer needed to sustain that level of volume, I thought that what's the point? going for a 5k what's the point in going for a 10k 
and I just basically disregarded those lower distances and then I again let that all or nothing way of thinking come into play and I just completely stopped appreciating the value of just getting the steps in right you don't have to run 10 miles you can just go get the steps in and you know appreciate those small details get the small wins in so this is a really good example of how I used to suffer badly from an all-or-nothing mindset I developed and grew as a person and as an athlete and then again that way of thinking creeped back in but in a different scenario so you constantly do have to revisit it even if um, you know you're deep into your journey or you think you could good control over it so secondly point number two you need to stop being hard on yourself because ultimately an all-or-nothing mindset all it is is just you're focusing on the negative you're focusing on the one thing that you think has derailed your progress towards achieving your goal and you're giving yourself a hard time over that one thing which you shouldn't be doing you need to think positively first of all cut yourself some slack right think bigger picture now there is an argument here for keeping yourself accountable have you just been lazy have you been weak have you lacked self-discipline right all of these questions are really good to ask yourself because you should constantly be asking yourself those questions however within reason because it's really really important that if you're training hard if you're on a training program or if you have a goal that within the journey you enjoy it and you can't enjoy that journey if you're too hard on yourself and the standards that you are applying or expecting of yourself are too high right you have to bring those expectations down to what is reasonable you want to keep those expectations ambitious but they still have to be reasonable so stop being so hard on yourself if you lapse for any reason or if you take a rest day or if you really need a rest day or if you just need to take a break from whatever it is that you're doing it might be your job it might be whatever just cut yourself some slack stop being so hard on yourself on the whole is the needle still moving in the right direction yes fine that's all we care about now if the needle needle moves in reverse okay get worried you need to sort something out but on the whole if it's still moving in the right direction it's absolutely fine it might be less than it was but it's still moving in the right direction thirdly you need to notice automatic thought patterns now this one is really key and it's all about being aware of your internal dialogue if you've watched my instagram content then you'll hear me refer to this as your inner voice and there is no better way to come face to face with your inner voice and when you're on a run you are x kilometers deep and you think fuck i don't want to be doing this or this is a really long demoralizing straight or now i need to turn on the pace and you have that internal dialogue with yourself where that little voice just pipes up and says oh slow down or take a walk right we've all been there we've all heard it however that inner voice is really really critical because when it comes to an all or nothing mindset that voice is going to start screaming at you because ultimately it dictates the way you think and it's coming from a place of negativity and it can very very quickly derail you so it's really important to notice automatic thought patterns if you're an anxious person right super important because your brain is probably working on overdrive thinking about all of the things that you doubt about yourself all of the negative points rather than the positives so these automatic thought patterns are really really key one thing that i always advise my athletes to do is whenever they're on a run take a mental note of when that internal dialogue starts to play out and just become super aware of when that might be it could be at mile three mile four mile five it could be on a specific point around your run i'll give you a good example i have a five mile running route local to me 
And mile three is a demoralizing straight. Every time I get there, boom, the exact same internal dialogue happens. It derails me, it makes me want to walk, and I don't want to run because it's a demoralizing straight. The route is boring at that point. However, I know if I can push past that part of the run, I'm on the home straight, and I'm going to achieve a solid five-mile time. Take a mental note of when these internal dialogues come on because it will really help you to override when it does so that you can not fall victim to the all-or-nothing mindset. Lastly, prepare for bad days and reframe situations. So inevitably bad days are going to lie ahead. They always do no matter what you're doing. You can't be winning all the time, right? So as we've already mentioned, reduce down that expectation upon yourself and make sure your those expectations are ambitious but realistic. But when bad days do occur, i.e. life gets in the way or you know, you're fatigued or stressed or worried or anxious for whatever reason, those are the days when you're going to be more susceptible to your brain or your mind derailing you and that all or nothing mindset really kicking back in. This is why you can be on a high with your training for weeks on end and then all of a sudden you lose it or even months on end, then all of a sudden you lose it and you can't find your mojo again. And you feel, ah, well, because um, I'm not performing as well as I did then, oh, I just don't feel as good and I don't really feel it now and I need to take a rest, right? Yeah, that's probably your body indicating to you that you do need to take a rest, but it's also, you're probably just applying too high expectations upon yourself and you should get to the root cause of why you're feeling this way, comparatively speaking, to when you were flying and you hadn't lost your mojo. So prepare for bad days. They're going to get worse or there will be periods where it gets worse and that's when you need to be strong. Lastly, reframe situations. If that internal dialogue does come on, reframe the scenario. You need to think to yourself, okay, this is a negative thought. Is this helping me improve my performance? Is this helping me tip the needle in my favor? And if not, you need to reframe it and you need to say, okay, well, I didn't work out today, but do you know what? I feel much more rested and tomorrow I'm going to have an even more kick-ass session than I would have done. Reframing the scenario will really help and it will really help you to recognize those automatic trains of thought as well so that you can overcome that all or nothing mindset once and for all. So I hope you enjoyed listening to today's podcast episode. If you did, I'd really appreciate it if you could leave a five-star review on whichever podcast platform that you're listening on. And it would really help me if you could share this podcast with a friend, a family member, a colleague, or even someone who hates running because you think, do you know what, I'm going to get you into running. That would mean the world to me and it would really help Striding Glory to grow and help more runners. 